How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 14 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you, and I do welcome you. This will be another sequential episode, cataloging the post way back when. Today's post was actually, and I have to be careful about this, because I didn't know then what I know now. Uh, today's post is actually a song lyric, a song title, I should say, not a lyric. Uh, show me what I'm looking for from uh, the band Carolina Liar in 2009. And I use that to talk about a very interesting subject for fiction writers as well as copywriters. And I can't say any more than that. It's an interesting song if you'd like to go look it up. But otherwise, I can't really say anything else because copyright and shark lawyers and infringement and things like that. So, But if I'm not mistaken, just titles are okay. So that's all I'm going to be doing for that. All right. Uh, let's get to it. What I'd actually like to talk about is based on that title because I want to talk about what motivates prospects and what motivates characters because it's really huge if, to see people struggle in real life or even to see people struggle in a story or a book to get what they want once they become aware of it or even if they just become aware of something they're struggling with that they want to get rid of. And seeing them try hard to get rid of it is what keeps people interested and engaged in what you have to say as the writer or the author. So, and I just would like go over it. Like, what do people, what do people want more than anything else? And why do they want it? I mean, entire industries have been built on what people fear and what people want. And I can't really go into it. I mean, people would want stuff like uh, to be loved or to have personal attention or friends or money or security or power or to be right or they want respect or to look good or want people to think well of them. There's a bunch of other different things people want. And I, I couldn't list them all and I'm not really going to try because that's be a little too much. We'd probably be here forever and... I don't think either of us want that. Anyway, now fear, that's, that's a little different because it, it is a pretty big list of almost as big of a list as what people want. But it, for some reason to me and maybe to you, I don't know, it seems that some fears just like wants are a little more common than others. Like uh, people fear fear uh, failure, getting sick, dying. Uh, public speaking, of course, that's a big one. It's a big cliche. Well, it's only a cliche because people have applied it a lots of different times or what have you. Anyway, or things like obesity or disease, already said disease. Success, I'm kind of skimming down the list I previously made. Some people even fear other people or that they... It's kind of like being embarrassed by other people or wanting other people's approval that they don't have because they want what they can't have and they fear if they don't get it. Even one big fear that's come up in recent years, actually, and it's kind of pales in comparison to others, but it's an interesting one. It's like fear of missing out or of not being included in like the in crowd and so they won't be liked and it's more of a social thing for some people and some prospects as well. It's more of a social thing for them 
because maybe their identity is built on who knows who knows who and who is in the hub for news and gossip and things of that nature. And that can be big depending on if people are for real, where they live, or if people are just characters you've created, what you've created. Like who's who's got the juiciest gossip in book club or something like that. Anyway, people also want things like wealth. And I, I mean, it's generally, it varies from person to person, but it's fairly common. Or like you think you'd like to meet someone and you think they're nice and then you start dating them and it doesn't work out. Or it really does work out and you marry them. It's that kind of a thing where is the shared interest, which is what I'm finally going to get to, that leads to something interesting that's called like understanding. Like to understand who somebody is, to understand where they're coming from in their life, what they've struggled with. And how you can help or how you understand what they're going through is really the crux of the matter about all this. That's why we throw around all this stuff about like market sophistication and what have people tried to solve their problem if they're a prospect and what haven't they tried and what has worked for them and what hasn't worked. If you can understand those factors, then you can play into, for lack of a better term, not to be manipulative, that because you understand what they've tried, you can also understand why something didn't work for them or potentially understand why things didn't work for them. And so you could say, I understand such and such didn't work for you and here's why. Well, maybe that was because X, Y, Z reason. And if we were to focus on that reason, maybe this particular solution could work for you. It's kind of like, uh, I was going to say, I could probably make another post about this. I was just thinking about, uh, it was a flip, I can't remember who, for the life of me, who wrote the ad, but it was an ad for Schlitz malt liquor, where they had talked about the actual process of making booze. And because it was a success because even though everybody manufactures malt liquor in the same way, because it's a process, I mean, there are certain various things that can be introduced and swapped out, but overall the process of this is the same. The ad dude who wrote the ad focused on the actual process itself, which up to that point, I think it was in the early 1900s or something of that nature. Nobody had ever done it that way before. And it became a huge success because of this understanding of how things work and what people are looking for and what, where people are coming from in their particular story in their life. And especially for longer stories, it's called... Uh, I don't think she made up the term, I'm not sure, but I remember Mary Rosenblum, who was a, a good writer friend of mine, even though we had never met. I'd have to get credit to her for this. She had called uh, 
she called it like the hidden motivator, something that your character wants like super bad also comes from this understanding as well as just what makes them them and how they're going to react to certain uh, situations because of what they've gone through in their life. Such as uh, the example that I'd given in the blog that this is connected to uh, this uh, dude who avoids cats because he has an accident as a kid or the heroine who gives up basically gave up on a relationship with her father and now that he's ill she's wrestling with connecting with him because it's his last maybe his last months on earth as far as the story went that i had kind of just made up or the incident that i had made up and he's ill and he's never really had anything to do with her very much and like what does she do does she try to patch things up? Is he willing? Is she willing to patch things up? And why or why not? And that struggle, that conflict is what's going to shape that story. Like to, to know that somebody has a problem that you can solve is a powerful thing. Even if you don't know if you if you can solve it yet, even if you'd want to try to help them solve it in a way that they haven't tried before. Now the way to do this, well, I shouldn't say the way. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, if you're the if you're the prospect, you can just think about what you're struggling with. If you're working in an industry or what have you. Either that or you'd have to go to people who are struggling and talk to them uh, in person, over the phone, or go to places where people usually vent about their problems. There's not a lot of forums online, well, probably not as many as there used to be. I'm just thinking there are places like Quora and Reddit and things like that where people go to basically talk about their problems. Other than that, it's pretty much Facebook groups, although Facebook groups are an interesting place to be. If you're anything like me, I can't really... I know I can't be there for too long because if I'm there for kind of a long time, I'm there for a long, long time. And it's like, okay, even though I know this is proper research and things like that and inspiration, I do eventually have to, you know, take some action and go prospecting and get some work done and things of that nature. So I don't know if you're like me with that or not. I've actually gotten worse in recent years because I use Facebook for business a lot. So, anyway, <laughs> one, one other thing I'd like to mention is that, that I had mentioned in the blog too, is that people need to know you really get them and that you get it. That what they're going through matters to you because either you've gone through it too or because matters to you because it matters to them because you enjoy 
working things out for a certain group of people who have certain problems that you're experienced with solving because you've gone through it or because you've helped someone. Like for instance, I mean this this is so I couldn't possibly give any other example or I should say any other. I couldn't possibly give all the examples I could give. It's anything from uh, how to arrange flowers to uh, how to play high notes on trumpet or how to give performances or how to do stand-up or how to write jokes or there's a lot of different things that people struggle with and not that that's that's smaller things i mean people also struggle with things like being overweight or self-confidence and a lot of other different things that bigger industries have been built on than how to play high notes on trumpet i mean is there is there a market for that yes there is but it's a considerably smaller market than say the weight loss market or the financial market and how to make money is a way bigger market than that but it's just and it just because it's a smaller audience doesn't mean they don't have a pressing problem all right i should I should probably stop there because I know I'm probably going to go on forever. And I know I probably couldn't go on forever, but I could go on for a long time. And eh, I want to try to keep to covering one subject per podcast episode unless something is really pressing. So anyway, that's that. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about this blog, the blog of this show is connected to, you can go to fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can also learn more about me there if you'd like. You can also check out my copywriting samples website, which is timeallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word, and it's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. This is the part where if I finally got my rear end in gear, I could tell you that you could support this podcast if you'd like. I have not set that up yet because I have been planning for a lot of different things in life and things are coming up and traveling and making sure things are anyway. So uh, also feel free to like or comment on this podcast and share it with somebody else who you think could would like it and would be able to level up their writing skill if writing is something they are interested in. Anyway, oh, and to comment, I think the anchor people said you have to have their app like on your phone or maybe your computer to comment. I'm not really hip on that stuff. So anyway... I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this, and we will see you next time. All right. Bye-bye.